This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Good morning. Welcome to the Business Hour. I'm Ron Camacho, your host. And today, the business at hand is the business of background verifications. Because in today's world of criminal activity, organizational security is a general resource that has become more crucial than ever to have for companies that want to know who they're hiring in particular. Businesses that help the public and the private sector to have such information have become more in demand than ever and are ensuring that when evaluating people, credentials, criminal records, credit histories, and other background information is accurate. Specifically, this data helps organizations to make better decisions when hiring, and I'm very pleased to have as my guest today an expert in this field. Stephen Loomis is president of Verida. Um, Welcome to the Business Hour, Stephen. Thank you, Ron. Now, um, Stephen, let's um, start with uh, an overview of what uh, services Verita offers to its its clients. And uh, I, I know that uh, I, I will uh, kind of go through this uh, this list of credit screening, criminal screening, screening, uh, driving records, drug testing, education, screening, and just overall verifications. Um, let's let's start off with uh, the area that that probably most people are most familiar with uh, because there's so much credit screening going on for uh, so many reasons by so many organizations but it's certainly one of the dimensions that you help your clients uh, gather information about tell us a little bit about credit screening uh, yes uh, <coughs> credit screening is is uh, used by employers uh, to um, ensure that that folks they're putting into uh, positions of uh, you know that are sensitive in terms of handling money or books and that sort of thing uh, that they know that these that these people are um, you know responsible in that area and uh, and so it, you know credit screening that is is not difficult the um, three credit bureaus house the records and uh, we go at that's that's where we pull them from so uh, you know credit screening is is uh, I don't know how to say it exactly but uh, in some positions it's just not necessary and in others it is it just depends on you really have to uh, evaluate who you're hiring, you know, what position you're hiring for, and and uh, make the decision that uh, credit is what you want to do. And that's that's actually what I was about to ask you is that uh, for some organizations it's more important than for other organizations. And I I would imagine that a bank is, um, even though a bank probably has access to that information when they're coming to you and you're offering a full range of uh, verifications. Um, that, of course, credit screen might be more important to a bank, but that there are some companies, uh, let's say, for example, an IT company who wants to hire a programming wizard, um, m- might not put the same emphasis. Is that right? Exactly, Ron. It, if you're hiring a CPA or a bookkeeper uh, or a bank employee, uh, credit uh, screening is important. If you're hiring uh, a sales associate on the floor of a, a Macy's department store, not so much. Let's turn to um, to to uh, well. Actually, we're going to hold off on criminal screening because that's 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 a a, a major area um, that you specialize in. And let's jump down to, to driving records. 
um, which um, I, I would assume that driving records is an area for which databases exist state by state um, in the Department of Motor Vehicles, and uh, that may be a little more routine than something like a criminal screening. Is that the case? Yeah, it's it's not unlike credit screening in that regard. The the driving records in each state are housed by the state's Department of Motor Vehicles, and we and we have access to all of those, so we go in and pull those records and, and report them. But here again, uh, driving records, and, and in any screening that you do for, for employment, for pre-employment, um, you want to look at the position and decide if that makes sense. And that's one of the things that we help our clients do. Uh, there's no point in them ordering services that they don't really need. They're just spending money needlessly. So uh, if, a, if a person has a, um, a, resp- a driving responsibility in a company or a safety responsibility in a company, then driving records are important. Uh, if they don't, then, again, not so much. In fact, um, Steve, we'll get to this uh, a little later in the program, but... Uh, um, your partner, who is a, um, a human resources industrial psychologist, um, helps uh, clients to sort of get a handle on the, the composite personality characteristics of uh, people that are being considered uh, for, for various positions. And um, we can talk a little bit uh, about how you would go beyond what a typical um, verification consulting group might offer to a client in terms of really helping them understand how all of this um, may fit together and how um, the priorities of the credit record, the driving record, uh, we'll get to drug testing in a moment, and educational screening uh, um, with the the criminal uh, background, in, um, paint a picture of an individual. And uh, do you do you find yourself uh, talking uh, maybe in some cases to principals or senior management about uh, about an individual, particularly if they're a key individual in the company? Uh, yeah, we do actually. They, <coughs> Rick Capaldi is an industrial psychologist, and he's he his. Uh, we have offices in Los Angeles, well, actually in Irvine, California, and um, that's where we run that side of the business from. Uh, basically, what Rick does, and uh, you know, we can talk more about this later, but he identifies, uh, well, actually, working with the with the key personnel in an organization, they identify the traits that make up a successful individual in any particular position in their organization, and then Rick develops tests that that, um, that look for those traits and identify those traits, and, um, you know, that ties into the, to the employment screening piece as well, and uh, gives, gives the, the uh, management a full package of, of, uh, of opportunities to hire quality individuals. In fact, um, the areas that we're still going through here uh, offer a sort of a, a foundation, if you will, for painting that uh, that that portrait of the individual, uh, creating that composite uh, 
um, uh, background overview, uh, and then if uh, the client really needs to drill down, uh, you know, if it's a key position in particular, then you can actually discuss how this all um, adds up uh, along with uh, what we'll get to in a, in a bit, the personality dimensions. Would that be fair to say? Yep, that's, that is correct. Um, let's talk about drug testing. This has got to be a, a tricky uh, area these days. Um, uh, marijuana alone was probably a little more straightforward uh, in the past, but now with states that allow for a medical marijuana, um, I, you know, the, the whole business of uh, whether you can uh, test positive um, for a substance that uh, might last uh, days, but for which you're not under the influence during the job. It's, 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 it's that one drug in particular has probably become a little more of a gray area in some states. But in general, um, where does drug uh, information exist as uh, drug usage? And then uh, if you're not relying upon information about drug usage, which I guess could be a part of a criminal record, um, uh, tell us a little bit about how you um, get involved in, in, in the drug testing uh, aspect. Well, generally speaking, uh, the well, first of all, let's back up a minute. There, you know, there are a number of, of types of drug tests that are available. Um, you have probably most common is is uh, urinalysis. Um, they have you have a, a, a what amounts to a, a test that you just swab with a Q-tip in the mouth and seal that off and send it to the lab. Uh, you have a hair test that uh, you can you can take a hair sam- hair samples from an individual and and send that off and and that's tested. Uh, the the advantage to the hair sam- the hair test over urinalysis is that um, the drugs are detected for a much longer period of time in, in a hair sample than they are in uh, in the body's urine. So it you know it gives you you can look back further. Can you look back uh, actual years or is it months? Typically? It's months. It's months. Yeah, yeah. And it, it depends on the drug, quite honestly. But yeah, we're not talking years. Uh, in terms of urinalysis, you're talking depending again on the drug. Generally, days, not not you know days. In some cases, a week or two. So, in any event, uh, the primarily we do. The uh, urinalysis test, urinalysis testing. We also do some of our clients uh, request the ha- uh, hair testing, and those are the two most prominent that we use. Then you can look at what you know. You you've got the option of testing for a number of different types of drugs, and they they come in different screening packages. There's a ten panel screen that tests for ten different drugs, a six, a five. Actually, there's a nine panel as well. Uh, most of our clients use the the basic five panel test, and um, uh, you're right. The 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 complexities with uh, the states that have legalized marijuana. Uh, there's a couple of those, and there's a handful of others that uh, permit medical marijuana. Uh, that adds an, another dimension to the whole process, but. But in any event, um, if someone tests positive for one of these drugs, 
we we then refer that information to what we call a medical review officer uh, who who contacts the individual and walks them through a process to ensure that they've got some sort of a legal prescription or requirement to to take the drug or not. And uh, once that process is complete, uh, the information is is returned to the uh, to the client. Uh, we, and it sounds pretty onerous in terms of, of time and requirements and whatnot, but it isn't really a a clear drug tra- a clear drug test usually comes back in about 24 hours, and if there are um, positive uh, results in the drug test and it has to be referred, it's a it's a 48 to 72 hour process. Let's just say that I'm a um, an employer, um, Steve, and I, you know, I I really don't have a problem if uh, whether I'm in one of the states that uh, that allows for legal marijuana or not. I I just think to myself, okay, um, if I have an employee who is uh, again uh, a talented. Uh, uh, programmers is this uh, position that comes to mind because it's almost as if uh, the the value of a, a, a really talented uh, person, very focused in an area, uh, is the kind of thing where I might be willing to overlook that that person occasionally uh, smokes marijuana. But I really don't want to know. Or, I mean, I want to know, and I I don't want them to be a regular user of uh, cocaine or methamphetamine, let's say. Uh, you know, I just, I'm a little concerned about uh, uh, the degree uh, of drug usage. Um, we're going to be taking a break here, but when we come back, I, I want to ask you, you know, like, are there red flags that are raised that cause you to drill down further? And let's say you started off with a uh, five-panel test and you realize, oh, we may need a, a ten-panel test. We're here with Stephen Loomis, president of Verida, and we've been talking about evaluating people primarily for hiring purposes. We'll be back with Steve right after this break. Come on, follow Sniffles to Atlanta's go-to center for breathing easy. Do you suffer from chronic sinus headaches, recurrent sinusitis, facial pain or pressure, and chronic congestion? Well, balloon sinuplasty just could be the cure you're looking for. Follow me and breathe easy. Follow Sniffles.com. We treat the problem, not the symptom. Chronic sinus symptoms, gone. This could be the cure you're looking for. Follow me and breathe easy. This proven in-office procedure can have you breathing easy, back to work the next day, and it's done under local anesthesia. Get lasting relief, a quick recovery, and start breathing easy again. Follow me and breathe easy. Follow Sniffles.com. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national. 
Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Welcome back to the Business Hour. We're here with Stephen Loomis, the president of Verida. And Verida is a leader in the field of helping its clients to do background verifications, uh, primarily for the purpose of hiring. And we've been talking about the range of services that uh, Verida offers, and we we got to the area related to, to drug testing. And just before the break, I was setting up a, a, a question, uh, and the question was, could a test, uh, he, you know, you mentioned uh, 10 panel, 9 panel, 6 panel, 5 panel testing, and I wondered whether a test could r- reveal traces of a drug that then set off a red flag and lead you to uh, additional testing. But you pointed out to me um, during the break, and I'm going to have you uh, explain to listeners that really that's covered and, and that even the five-panel test covers for something like, like opiates so that if you had this concern about what has become this increasingly used drug, heroin, even by professionals, uh, as if it were some sort of a party drug, uh, and I, I presume that that's a, a result of just becoming more available uh, all over the world, um, that's, that's kind of covered. You, 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 you don't really have to, uh, there don't have to be and aren't necessarily red flags. Is, is that right? Yeah, that's correct. It, the five-panel test includes uh, drugs that are primarily illegal to to have. Um, generally speaking, you may have a prescription for them, but but generally speaking, uh, it, it's a it's a red flag if you test positive for those. When you get up, uh, when you when you in the ten-panel, uh, you know they test for more common uh drugs that are that are found more common uh commonly in a in a prescription environment you know amphetamines or or whatever and and that might be important if you're a long haul trucker that we're that we're testing for uh, you would you would run a 10 or 9 panel test um you what you're really looking for is a sort of excessive use and that's where you say you, right. you turn it over to a medical uh, yeah, person. Yeah, we turn it over to a medical review officer who then determines if it's if it's the legitimate you know, the person is taking it legitimately or not. Let's um, let's turn to education screening. Uh, you know, we've all heard uh, lots and lots of stories every now and then uh, it, you know, we'll hear about and it's usually uh, like a uh, a famous uh, politician who uh, um, fibbed on their resume about uh, having a uh, educational credential, um, and for the most part, m- most people are are reasonably um, honest uh, in in putting together a resume uh, when it comes to to education. And I'm wondering whether most people tend to be honest about it because it's easily verified. Um, and if it wasn't, they they might tend to uh, fudge on that information because w- you and I had chatted before um, the program, and uh, we know that there's at least thirty uh, percent, uh, oftentimes, uh, who are uh, maybe not completely um, uh, accurate 
uh, in the information provided, uh, or completely honest, we'll say, in the information provided. But let's talk about uh, education screening and what role that plays in, in helping an employer uh, determine um, the accuracy of information overall. Yeah, the, when you talk about education, and, and you might even, and you may get to employment uh, as well, but it's it's not unlike employment verifications. Uh, that those are the two areas, education, employment, and employment, where we find folks tend to embellish their resumes uh, more often. Uh, and you mentioned thirty percent, and it's actually a little bit higher than that. We find uh, inaccuracies uh, you know, a little more than a third of the time in those two areas. Uh, education probably being a little bit higher than than employment, but uh, I and I don't know uh, if it's because of the constricted job market. It's always been that way. It's gotten worse over the years. Um, competition for jobs is 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 uh, is pretty severe out there, and that may push folks to to embellish a bit, but uh, but the problem is it is information that's easily verified and checked, and uh, on one side uh, that you would think that would keep people from uh, from uh, running amok with that information, but on the flip side of that, a lot of folks don't, a lot of employers don't check. What about the case, uh, Steve, where... Uh and I would imagine there are uh, hundreds of thousands, uh, maybe not millions, of folks in the U.S. And, and all around the world, but particularly in the U.S., where they've spent a few years, uh, even at the same institution, but they didn't quite graduate, and they might actually list that they have uh, a degree from that institution. Is that is that a common? It happens all the time. Uh, you know, someone... Uh, you know, they, they probably went, you know, more often than not, they did, in fact, attend the, uh, the, the college or, or even, in some cases, the high school uh, and uh, just didn't quite make it uh, through the program. And they, f- they fell, you know, a few hours short of a, a college degree or a high school diploma, uh, but, uh, but they list that they have it. That's, that is the most common. And sometimes we find folks that never set foot as far as we can tell on campus and uh, not only were they not enrolled they were nowhere near the place and uh, that happens too but more often than not they're they're uh, they're just telling telling you they have a degree when in fact they didn't do you just uh, contact the school directly and ask them about uh, uh, an individual and whether or not they uh, um, one attended and two graduated it depends on the institution, actually, uh, whether it's a high school or a college. Uh, more and more uh, educational institutions are 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 putting their inform are making their information available to to a third party uh, resource, and in fact won't allow any direct uh, contact with uh, with screening companies or individuals, and they refer you to. Um, uh, in the case of employment, one of the one of the large businesses is called the Work Number, and uh, we have a you know accounts with all these folks, and we go online and we can pull that information directly from them, and and it works actually works very well. Um, d- do employers uh, either directly or through you have access to transcripts these days, or is it are transcripts pretty much exclusively? 
um, allowed for between academic institutions? Yeah, it's it's not. Um, I'm sorry, it's not. Uh, hang on. Stay with us. Sorry, it was uh, a small technical glitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, typically. Uh, the employer is not looking for transcripts, although if they're required, uh, we can usually obtain them. Uh, they're they're looking for the information at a higher level and just just want to ensure that what the individual is is asking for, or what the individual has stated on the employment application or in their resume, is in fact accurate. So in some cases, if you you make a good case t- directly to an academic institution, uh, they they could be uh, willing to share that information. Yep, they might, and it, it it'll always require uh, participation by the individual where they give us uh, written permission. Now the 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 um, the area of of uh, of criminal screening uh, is is an area um, when you and I had um, chatted before uh, this program. You had mentioned to me, for example, that there were 3,200-plus counties throughout the United States and that it is those uh, those county records that, that hold uh, the information uh, generally or almost exclusively related to, uh, to criminal background uh, information. And in, in some sense, uh, I, that information is accessible uh, through databases. But uh, one of the things you pointed out to me was that a lot of times you, you, you actually have to send a field researcher um, to go to uh, courthouses and know what to ask for and, and know uh, where to find it. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, yeah, there are actually there are, I think, 3,140-something counties in the U.S., and um, in each county, there are a number of different record repositories. Generally, the uh, criminal records are held at a, you know in, in the in the county county's courthouse. It may, but it may be a district or a superior court, and in in many cases, a, a municipality, a municipal court. Um, so, so not only do you have to be, you know, confident that you're you know, you're in the right county, but you have to be in the right court as well. And that requires uh, a researcher, a court researcher, who knows what they're looking for, who knows what they're doing. And we have a team of uh, court researchers that that we think are uh, the best out there, and they do an outstanding job. You know, I, I, um, I get the impression uh, from the conversation that we had um, prior to the program that uh, uh, Verita really works hard to be an accurate provider uh, uh, of information. And um, we're going to be taking a break here um, in just a bit, but when we come back, I would like you to talk a little bit about the emphasis that you place on the accuracy of information and how it is that your your process uh, affords uh, verifications which are more accurate and, and uh, in essence, uh, you're doing the kind of thing that uh, exhibits best practices in the industry, uh, and we'll touch on how uh, a number of businesses, and, and Lord knows, um, uh, many hundreds of thousands or millions of people 
in reality have seen those little banners that pop up on your uh, your uh, computer screen saying that for 995 you can get back on information on anybody uh, in the United States and how that is really uh, undermining the credibility of organizations like your own that uh, go to great lengths to provide accurate information. We're here with Stephen Loomis, president of Verida, and we've been talking about uh, providing accurate information, particularly to employers on individuals. We'll be back with Stephen right after this break. This is Dr. Susan Blank, Medical Director for the Atlanta Healing Center. Our team is able to offer a multitude of treatment options, such as quantitative EEG, also known as brain mapping, hormonal and nutritional assessments, neuropsychological testing, and cognitive therapy, along with traditional 12-step facilitation. And we can even offer you, if appropriate, a gentle medically managed detox. Please contact us at 770-696-9862. Hi, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schurz, as we talk about the topics that doctors talk about amongst themselves, such as Medicare, Obamacare, alternative forms of care, and health information technology. Join us every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Do your children know where their food comes from? At ConnectingFarmToFork.com, there's all kinds of ways to help your child understand how 300 million of us here in America stay nourished, clothed, and healthy. Activities, food facts, and farm visits help young people learn about America's hardworking farmers and have lots of fun doing it. Visit ConnectingFarmToFork.com today for a learning experience that will really grow on you. ConnectingFarmToFork.com, brought to you by the people who care at Feedstuff's Food Link. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Welcome back to the Business Hour. I'm Ron Camacho, your host, and we're here with Stephen Loomis, president of Verida, an organization that is focused on providing accurate information uh, to employers, primarily uh, both for profit and non profit, um, about individuals that they're thinking of hiring and we've been talking about the areas of credit and criminal uh, records driving records drug testing education screening and uh, before the break i i i mentioned that i have the impression that verda goes to great lengths to provide accurate information um on individuals but there, there do seem to be organizations out there that um, uh, are less than reputable, uh, and we've all virtually been exposed um, on our computer screens to those little banner ads that say, um, learn, um, essentially get all the dirt on on an individual for 995 uh we'll find out uh about the uh, criminal background uh etc of an individual and and I had asked you about that and that is just not something 
that uh, Verida is involved with simply because you work with professional organizations um, and um, and and don't really get involved in any of that uh, individual um, client uh, providing of information. Is that is that right? Uh, yeah, Ron, that is correct. The the what what folks are buying for nine ninety five when they when they see those banners is what I refer to as a database check, <clears throat> and that's that's fine as far as it goes. The problem is they market these database checks. They market this service as the end all be all of of background uh, criminal research, and it really isn't. Um, database searches. Uh, and the problem is the, the, the criminal information isn't made available to these databases in all jurisdictions, uh, not by a long shot. If, if, uh, you're, if you're arrested in, uh, for sticking up a 7-Eleven or a, or a quick trip or whatever in Atlanta, Georgia, you won't be in that database, uh, generally speaking, because Fulton County and the counties surrounding Atlanta don't make that information available to these databases, and that's true uh, in many uh, cities and uh, counties and municipalities around the country. So so what you're getting is you're getting the information that is made available, but there you have, just have to understand there are a lot of holes in that. Uh, is it better than doing nothing if you're, if you're running a background check? Yes, maybe, but you really need to understand that um, it is not a, a complete criminal surge. Yeah, in fact, um, I, 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 I think that um, buyers should be aware um, that they're not going to necessarily get uh, accurate information and could be doing a real injustice uh, to whomever they're, they're uh, trying to get that back information uh, about. Experian, uh, Equifax, uh, TransUnion are some of the big suppliers uh, some uh, of credit information, and, and and you utilize uh, those databases. Is that right? That's correct. Um, are are there other um, uh, sources that uh, are, are as good or better? I don't know that there are any that are bigger, but are there other sources as well for credit information? Mm-hmm. No, those those three are the. Uh, are the staple in the industry, and uh, those are the ones we look at. If you have any credit, uh, any sort of a credit file at all, it'll be in one of those bureaus, if not all three. And uh, let's talk for a moment here about about your clients. We've we've talked about how they were professional organizations, both for profit and non profit, and in fact, uh, you know, um, a non profit would be equally concerned in many cases, particularly when it comes to senior management like an executive director, but also other uh, key management folks in the organization. They would be as keenly interested in in the background of an individual as a private company might be uh, or a a public company for profit might be. Um, Who who do you work with primarily, Steve? Um, With... You mean in, in the nonprofit area, or or both, uh, for profit and nonprofit? Well, uh, is it Fortune five hundred companies, yeah, one thousand I mean, companies, out a actually, vast um, number of medium sized companies? Yeah, we started out working uh, a lot in the retail 
industry because I actually have a retail background and I knew a lot of folks in that industry and and uh, so we um, you know we went to them and they uh, started using us to uh, search their folks from there we've moved into a lot of other industries we work with a lot of healthcare facilities hospitals and whatnot um, technology companies uh, and then on the on the uh, we work with some folks uh, on the Public side, I guess you would you would call it, uh, and on and a number of nonprofit organizations such as the Girl Scouts and the Boy Scouts of America and those, those sorts of organizations. Um, everybody wants a reputable person. I mean, you know, everybody's right. looking for uh, a quality individual, including nonprofits. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, it's absolutely right. And and one of the things we found, and I and I wouldn't you know wouldn't suggest that. Uh, that the Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts of America do this because they don't. But w- uh, one of the things in some nonprofits that we've that we've looked at, uh, they they obviously want to do as much as they can for for as little money as possible, which which everybody wants. But they tend to lean toward these database checks that we talked about a minute ago. And if you're running a uh, a camp for kids or whatever, you have to be very careful about who you're putting in as counselors into that camp. And we, you know, we just won't uh, allow them to do that, or we or we don't work with them if if that's all they're going to do. We we uh, we require they do a more thorough, complete check, uh, yeah, just to keep them out of trouble. Is you know, the, the the thought just occurred to me that organizations um, with a lot of turnover. Um, some of whom can be very good about background uh, checks um, when it comes to cashiers or store clerks uh, where there's potential uh, loss um, uh, through theft. Uh, uh, and, and it must be that there's the full range Um the more professional uh, retailers, uh, and, and I'm not singling out retailers except for purposes of discussion here, but um, but we all know that some of the big retailers have uh, lots of turnover, um, and um, you know, from the Targets to the McDonald's to the Starbucks, you know, those people are oftentimes moving up in their careers and they're spending, you know, months or years at a, at a, at a retailer on their way up or, or out. And my guess is that some of them are really good about uh, accurate, uh, getting accurate information. Some of them are probably not so good trying to save money because they're having to uh, do it so often. Is that right? Yeah, that's it, it's, it's absolutely right. Turnover and well, for, for fast food is another example. They uh, turnover there is is probably higher than any other industry we work with. But we work with a number of fast food folks, and and um, and retail is is high as well. Uh, but um, there are ways to do a good uh, solid background check on an individual that you bring in uh, that uh, will you know give you the information you need, and it's not really very expensive. And um, it it really is is what we what we work with our clients to do, because quite honestly, if they make a bad hiring decision, uh, it costs them a lot more than than 
you know spending another fifteen to twenty dollars to uh, to make a to make the right hiring decision. The uh, the other thing that uh, you know we find uh, in in the, yeah, well, let me back up for just a minute. In in retail, the uh, internal theft issue is is huge. Uh, the you know the National Retail Federation estimates that about a a third of the losses in a retail organization are are re- responsibility uh, of employees it came from employee theft or what they call internal theft. Maybe another third from shoplifting and another third from uh, from just from just bookkeeping errors in the organization. But when you look at the uh, the amount of money that that involves some $60 billion a year in, in retail losses, that's a big number. And so in, in addition to just making a good hiring decision to, uh, to reduce turnover, uh, the, uh, it's very important to put the right person in the, in the position to reduce loss as well. Does, does Verita work with uh, or organizations like Intellis or uh, USSG, or, or would those be considered competitors? Yeah, they typically they're considered competitors. If <clears throat> we there are some competitors that have database information that we we might want, we may have database information that that they might want, um, and uh, if they make it available, uh, that's fine. But but generally speaking, not much. They they are competitors of ours, and and uh, generally they're pretty good competitors. What about? Um the the need for uh, and I know that Verita does not conduct investigations, but should the need arise and there uh, be information that uh, can only be acquired not uh, through an existing database, are there those rare occasions where uh, you might engage the services of uh, an investigation agency uh, to gather information? Yeah, if if the client requests it, if if there if there's information that they're aware of that that uh, it isn't housed in a courthouse or uh, in a database somewhere, then uh, and we need to get uh, boots on the ground, so to speak, in the area, then uh, we're prepared to do that. Um. I know that there are a handful of uh, national organizations that range from the Society of Human Resources Management to ASIS International. Um, There are uh, employment uh, law firms uh, that you might work with for reasons of of, uh, compliance issues. the um, the National Association of Professional Background Screening would probably be a prime um, organization that that you even have membership in and that you work with. What are those What are those organizations uh, provide to you? And um, we're we're going to be taking a, a break, so I should probably give you a little bit of time to to think about that. Um, and when we come back, um, you know, tell us about um, what kind of support that you get from those organizations and, and any others um, that will help us uh, paint this picture of what you do to go to great lengths to be uh, as professional as you can be in, in your field. We're here with Stephen Loomis, president of Verida. We've been talking about the area of supplying accurate information primarily to employers um, on individuals. We'll be back with Steve right after this break.
Today's consumers find themselves faced with a greater variety of choices than ever before, both in the food they eat and the information they receive about that food. Feedstuff's FoodLink was created to provide you with a balanced source of information for making decisions about your family's balanced diet. Visit FeedstuffsFoodLink.com to learn about your food directly from the source, the people who work every day to provide it. FeedstuffsFoodLink.com, connecting farm to fork. Listen to America's Voice for Energy. I'm Marita Noon, and each week I'll guide our discussion on a fresh, news-based energy topic, only on America's Web Radio. The United States Justice Foundation, since 1979, has been dedicated to instructing, informing, and educating the public on legal issues confronting America. That means you and me. When necessary, this nonprofit organization has had to litigate to present the constitutional view. Since 1980, USJF has submitted testimony to the U.S. Senate on all but one U.S. Supreme Court nominee. Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution. This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Welcome back to the Business Hour. We're here with Stephen Loomis, president of Verita. We've been talking about what Verita provides to its clients in the way of background information that is accurate so that companies can be smart about who it is that they hire uh, for a variety of positions, whether or not it's... uh, uh, an entry-level person at a, at a retailer or a fast food uh, company or a more senior person for which the information uh, needs to, in some cases, be uh, more complete um, to really help uh, paint a portrait that is accurate of a person who uh, could be in a position of authority and, uh, and, and where... Um, that um, the veracity of that information is is just uh, more important. Uh, before the break, we we were talking about some of the organizations that Verita works with, and um, one of the organizations, the uh, National Association of Professional Background Screening, is very focused uh, on your particular industry niche. Um, are there are there things that that uh, are derived from working with that organization that uh, I guess sort of help you stay up with any trends in, in the field uh, yeah the, yeah the NAPBS National Association of Professional Background Screeners is the association that sort of governs our industry and they they're very committed to ensuring that uh, that not just its members but anyone that uh, operates uh, in in our space and I should tell you uh, that our space is considered by the government as a CRA, a consumer reporting agency, which is what uh, Vereda is, as well as uh, you know a whole bunch of others out there, and they are very committed to ensuring that uh, that the CRAs uh, throughout the United States operate in a professional and a compliant manner. Uh, as such, they 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 provide all sorts of training and and. Uh, as well as uh, notices and bulletins and and uh, information regarding upcoming laws and, and pending legislation, uh, current legislation, and 
and uh, and things that that help keep us compliant uh, and help keep us keep our employers more or our our clients more compliant, uh, which is really the end game for us is to make sure all of our our clients uh, operate in a in a in a legal fashion. Uh, in addition to the uh, NAPBS, we also partner with a. Uh, uh, a law firm that uh, specializes in employment law. Uh, they're based in Chicago, but they have offices throughout the United States, and and they work hard with us as well to ensure that uh, we're up to to uh, up to date and up to speed on on uh, any legislation that's either been passed or that's being considered, so that we can get involved with it. Um. We talked about uh, SHRIM, the Society for Human Resources Management, and uh, I would imagine that uh, it's probably wise uh, to be a part of that organization or at least have a presence um, at some of their um, annual events for, for purposes of marketing. Would that would that be accurate? Yes. Uh, we SHRM uh, also provides us with, with notices and uh, from the human resource side that are valuable to us. However, um, uh, just as valuable is is uh, is the marketing um, side of the equation. They they have meetings at the state level and uh, national meetings that we uh, can attend and have access to um, to just a, a whole wealth of uh, clients out there. Uh, other organizations like SHRM, we we belong to the National Retail Federation, which is really a a, um, a, a you know all of the all of the major retailers in the country are are part of that organization and again it's it's primarily for marketing purposes that we attend their meetings and have access to those folks Steve how's the um, the how's the industry changed in the last uh, decade or two well uh probably in a couple of ways i mean regulation just uh, continues to um increase i guess is the, the best way to put it uh you know at the federal level you you've got all sorts of uh, alphabet agencies that have have rules and regulations that uh, that govern what we do but even more um more than that, every state has the ability to pass legislation that affects how we operate within that state. So it becomes uh, increasingly uh, complex and important for for uh, the the CRA in this case for ADA or and for the uh, for the client to stay on top of that information. And one of the things we do is is we help our clients do that to to uh, to understand what the rules are in their particular state. And most of our clients operate in multiple states, so they they need to be aware of how uh, of of what the regulations are in each state. That's that's one area where uh, we see constant change and and I don't see that getting any better. I think it, it, that'll continue and it has over the years. Uh, another area uh, that we see changing and and not convinced that it's for the good necessarily is uh, the area of 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 court research for uh, uh, criminal records. It's becoming more and more automated, uh, where uh, where the researchers don't actually have to go and and. And review the information, pull it, review it, clean it up, and 
and turn it out, they they uh, more and more court repositories are making the information available to these uh, to two companies like ours or two researchers online. And uh, again, we've you know that information is often not complete, uh, maybe may have. Uh, have holes in it, and uh, like frequently, we find the dispositions are not available, and you you ultimately wind up having to go back to the county anyway, or the municipality, and in uh, to run a disposition search. So, um, automation is is you know it's coming, but uh, but uh, we need to be very careful about. It's it. less than perfect, isn't it? It's less than perfect, and we need to be careful about buying into it without having tested and and everything. And unfortunately, not everyone does that. The, now is when we turn to uh, the background uh, of Stephen Loomis, and uh, you happen to be very uh, uniquely qualified to do what you do. This is not always the case. Um, when it comes to the head of a uh, a, a company, uh, a, a founder, a president, CEO, uh, oftentimes can uh, have a background that is uh, completely unrelated, and they can be very good at what they do. Uh, but in your case, you you actually have uh, um, followed the path that uh, makes you, I think, uh, very well qualified to do what you do. And let's 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 go back to uh, what you studied and 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 how it all evolved. Yeah, uh, I like a lot of kids in college. I guess you 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 get out of school and you're not quite sure what you want to do. I happen to have a degree in criminal justice and and uh, returned to the Washington D.C. area, thinking I might go into uh, uh, go to work for the federal government. But at that point in time, uh, they weren't hiring uh, a whole lot, so I started actually working in a retail establishment. I mentioned I had a retail background. Uh, part time in their uh, loss, pre- what they call loss prevention, sort of their security department, uh, and, I, and I kind of enjoyed it. Uh, so I, I, you know, I went full time after a while in that in that position and worked my way up. Uh, the company I was with at the time was the Heck Company in Washington D.C. It was part of the May Department Stores Company, and uh, became a vice president with them, uh, running a. Um, running a, a loss prevention department, and they moved me around to three of their divisions. I was in Cleveland and Richmond and uh, out on the West Coast for a bit. And then um, at some point, I, uh, I left there, and I went to work for a, uh, a large DIY uh, uh, home improvement uh big box company uh, based in Atlanta, and I spent uh, a little more than 10 years there as a vice president of loss prevention, and uh, from there, I, uh, in somewhere around 2000, uh, 2000, or I guess it was 2000, uh, I transitioned out of that with a whole bunch of other folks and a kind of a changing of the guard, and uh, retired for about six months, and I found that... Uh, Retirement didn't really suit me well. I can only play so much golf and tennis. I, <laughs> as some people might argue with that, but uh, it didn't work for me. So uh, I uh, started looking around for uh, for what I might get into, and and uh, I that's how I got into this business. I actually 
knew some folks is is part of my responsibilities in in the uh, retail sector were to 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 handle the screening of employees and so i uh i there was a company based in atlanta that i thought i might be able to to buy and uh as it turns out that didn't work out but uh, some of their folks that knew me well uh came to me and we set up uh, vereda at that point well Stephen, it would seem to me that that is uh, a very logical path uh, to, to doing what you're doing, and, and that's why I said that I thought that you were uh, uniquely qualified to uh, to head up an organization like Verda. Uh, so you're one of those lucky individuals that actually uh, had this uh, sort of natural uh, professional uh, evolution from uh, the corporate side to uh, the entrepreneurial side. And I want to thank you for taking the time uh, to be my guest on the Business Hour. Well, I, I appreciate the opportunity, Ron. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Business Hour here at America's Web Radio. We're on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you on the radio next week.